This is a shock podcast. Hello and welcome to the Podball Sportscast, the podcast that's finding it hard to hold a candle in the cold November rain. What does that mean? <laughs> it's a GNR reference. Guns and Roses, and it's also a flashback reference. La. That is so Ch- insensitive. Children these days. <laughs> Today we have uh, Nicholas John, uh, uh, who needs some time alone. Yes, hello, hello. Karami Kamel, he also needs some time alone sometimes. <laughs> What's happening, guys? Everybody needs some time alone from Mifzal Malik. I, I can attest to that, actually. <laughs> I am Faisal America and I'm just forever alone. And if you get that reference, you are old. <laughs> uh, now, England have named their squad for the World Cup. But before that, uh, let's talk about the EFL Cup or League Cup or Carabao Cup or whatever the hell it calls itself now. <laughs> uh, Arsenal crashed out. In the uh, third round after losing 3-1 to Brighton, as is tradition for the League Cup or (laughs) EFL Cup or whatever, uh, the Gunners relied on their fringe players uh, making 10 changes to the side as they suffered a rare defeat in any competition this season. Uh, After the match, uh, Gunners boss Mikel Arteta made an urgent plea for new signings in January. Uh, He said that uh, this match highlighted his squad's lack of depth. Uh, Guys, it's hard to argue with that, right? Especially if they want to maintain their EPL form. Yeah, we should be reverting to the Arsenal fan, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it is like okay. I would say injury ravage. Like, like maybe there's uh, the legs are gnawed by injuries. I, I think the reason Arteta made these ten changes, I think he wants to preserve his players mm-hmm. because they, like he said, he doesn't have this enough squad depth, and his players are still very, very young. So I don't think they still have enough mileage in their tanks to go the whole season like Liverpool did last season when mm. they played 60, 70 odd matches, and right? And the price for and it. Look at them now. Yeah, right? yeah, so I think it is a correct decision but to to talk about when, he's, when he said that he wanted more players in January, in the January window, I think that is a given if if Arteta wants to keep uh, his team's performance in the EPL in the EPL still top notch, uh, but but I don't think I don't really think that he is troubled with this defeat because I don't. He I, I, doesn't I, care about this cup, does he? This cup. I don't Kerbao think any cup, whatever. Un, unless your name is Jose Mourinho, <laughs> no one cares and about unless, it. Yeah, unless it's in the semi-finals. Yeah, no semi-finals onwards. Yes, before that, no. Yeah, but but I think Arteta was also trying to be a bit diplomatic yeah. and. and Trying to, you know, uh, because, yeah, teams at this stage of the competition, it's just, you know, you you, you feel the weakened team and you try your luck. Oh, I need new players, you know. Well, you can't make 10 changes to your squad and expect the same result, can you? Well, I think he thought he can. And to make things worse, I think he's also saving his players for the World Cup. Yeah. Being an ex-player himself. That's right? more so, important, yeah. right? For the mm. World Cup and Arsenal are in, uh, they are, they are title contenders in the EPL. They are playing in Europe as yeah. well. Mm. We haven't even started the FA Cup mm-hmm. yet. So, yeah. 
Brighton uh, move on to the to the fourth round where they will face Charlton. Another notable exit was Tottenham, who did a Spurs and lost 2-0 to Nottingham Forest. Uh, unlike the Gunners, Spurs actually put out a strong team, including uh, Harry Kane up front, uh, most likely because they don't have any other options. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the excuse then? Uh, again, saving themselves for, you know, the this weekend and then the World Cup and all that? I don't think they're saving anything. I think they're just being Spurs because... <laughs> This is a bigger problem than Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with Mizal because I, I never seen Conte play play the weaker side in any match, right? So, yeah. I, despite the squad death or anything, I just thought that I think that Conte thought that he could win with the players, but he he, he actually blamed the lack a, a lack of energy, which is in in his you know Italian English I guess means fatigue. fatigue. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, it's a. It's a bad loss for Spurs because unlike, like you said, unlike uh, unlike unlike Arsenal, they did feel the quite quite yeah, a squad strong team. Mm-hmm. strong team. God, yeah, but he <laughs> only he only mentioned he only mentioned Harry Kane had, had had fatigue. Like there was no other report of any other player. But I think the back four, mm-hmm. uh, Conte is back four, back five is the same player. They are consistently playing. Week in, week out, midweek matches included, so it could be that because the reason that he only highlighted Kane is because he's maybe who else? He's the who star. else? And Spurs. <laughs> Nobody knows the other players on Spurs. I guess. <laughs> Good point, Karam. Next up uh, for Forest is a Blackburn. Uh, meanwhile, defending champions Liverpool needed a penalty shootout to get past Derby County. A shout out to their goalkeeper Kaulin Kelleher. <laughs> Seriously, I'm the, kidding. The Liverpool fan. <laughs> I am kidding. It's Queven Kelleher, uh, who's now been uh, involved in four successful shootouts, the most for a Liverpool stopper. Uh, Liverpool will next face eight-time champions Man City, who beat Chelsea 2-0. Uh, yeah, uh, another fantastic performance from Kelleher, but it must suck being in his position because every time he gets an opportunity to put in a... Uh, to, to get... An appearance and all that he puts in a fantastic performance, mm-hmm. but then with Allison as the number one, he it's next to impossible for him to get a shout in the first team, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, hopefully some other team is watching this and oh look, I know a nice keeper and then sign him in the summer. Oh, or maybe Klopp will have bigger balls than he currently has now and Phil Phil Keller for the next match in the maybe in the league because I do think that he has the qualities because mm-hmm. remember. Remember Karius? Mm-hmm. Was it? Yeah. Loris Karius. Uh, he did not have enough playing time, I guess, before playing in that Champions League final. So that's why I think his confidence shattered. So I think, I really think if Liverpool needs a number two, if Klopp needs a number two in Kelleher, I think he needs to feel him more, give him more playing time in, the, in a more competitive match. Not saying mm-hmm. that the EFL... Slash League mm. Cup slash Carabao Cup is not that competitive, but no, you don't have to say it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a given. It's a given. Yeah. I yeah. think. I think the biggest problem here is the fact that Liverpool needed a penalty shootout to get past Derby County. Mm. Going back to Cleveland, <laughs> <Gallagher. laughs> um, yeah, uh, he has been linked with several uh, clubs, clubs in the past, right? So, club. If you happen to be listening, regardless of how unlikely it is, right? <laughs> Please hold on to him. He's a keeper. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> shame I hope you get that clock. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. There yeah. you go. 
okay, as for uh, City versus Liverpool, eh? well, it depends. Okay, okay it, depends. it depends on which team uh, they're going to feel. Yeah, the Champions League team or, or the EFL Cup. Or the training team. <laughs> the training team or the Premier League team. <laughs> because on paper, it looks it looks mouth-watering, it looks right? Nice. Yeah, yeah, it looks, it looks nice. great. Worthy but, enough of a final. Yes. Yeah. But mm. depends on whether Klopp decided, regardless of how Pep okay. Guardiola want to feel his team. All right. Okay, tell you what. I think both teams will be motivated in this, right? Because uh, I think Liverpool have the record number of EFL Cup wins. Uh, they, got na- they got nine currently. Mm-hmm. Um, City are on eight. Okay. All right. So if City, I think Guardiola will be motivated to match the record, and uh, Klopp will be motivated to add another trophy to the cabinet. Mm. Agree, but Guardiola is motivated regardless. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's by, by default. By default, but Klopp, I think, he, with the injury problems and the fatigue, not not having enough uh, players, mm-hmm. this not bringing enough players this season, I think won't bother too much. It, he might have a who bit knows? of a trouble. I mean, okay, who knows? Okay, they've. Obviously, the Premier League title is a write-off, right? Yeah. Okay? And uh, judging on who they're going to play in the Champions League, Champions League is a write-off. <laughs> so... That leaves the League Cup yeah, and the, the League FA Cup. Yeah, the League Cup and the FA Cup are the only realistic title hopes right now. So, yeah. I I can expect to see them going all the way in both these competitions. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That makes mm-hmm. sense, yeah. But, but it's so unfortunate that these two huge teams are meeting so early on in the competition. You know, because... Uh, th- th- but that's the problem with the EFL Cup. You know, you, you get all these matchups where the big teams meet each other mm-hmm. in, in the early round. You know, we've already lost Chelsea. Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to lose after this one uh, either Liverpool or, or City. And we're only in the fourth round. Yeah. Which means the final could be, you know, <laughs> City versus... Brighton. Brighton <laughs> or Forest. Or our favourite team, Scunthorpe. <laughs> are they even in? <laughs> I don't know. And then the other dog actually wins, can also, Manchester United, 4-2 win over Aston Villa to book a fourth-round clash against Burnley. Newcastle beat Crystal Palace on penalties. They'll face Bournemouth next. Southampton also needed a shootout to get past Sheffield Wednesday. They're going to face Lincoln City. Wolves had a 1-0 win over Leeds. They'll take on Gillingham in the fourth round. Okay, round up for any of the matches, huh? Uh, uh, okay, I thought United... Had a great result against Villa since they lost in the previous match. It and wasn't a blip. It wasn't. It wasn't a blip. <laughs> um, and I thought I thought Garnacho was was awesome. Was, yeah, I think he came on as a sub and changed the game. Uh, his assist to who? Uh, he assisted Fernandez and uh, McTominay. Yeah, I, both, I think both, the McTominay's goal. I think that assist was great. Uh, so. High hopes for Granacho. Okay, well, they're already comparing him to Ronaldo. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, don't go too far yet. Remember Adnan Yanuzai? Oh. This is the key of the moment comparison. Remember Adnan Yanuzai? Where is he now? So let's not get ahead of that. Hey, of where is he now? <laughs> he was in last, I thought, I, I think he was in Sociedad last. Mm. His last team. That was a couple of years ago. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to the next part of the podcast, the, the pre-pre-World Cup show. <laughs> We've got another pre-World Cup show coming up. James Madison earned himself a call-up to a England squad um, due to his uh, impressive role in Leicester's uh, revival this season, as Brendan Rodgers would say. He's the one with great character. <laughs> um, it is Madison's uh, only second uh, call-up 
uh, the first one was three years ago. Also included in the three Lions team are Manchester United's Marcus Rashford, uh, Newcastle's Callum Wilson, Man City fullback Kyle Walker, and uh, Arsenal defender Ben White. Uh, bad news for AC Milan's Fikayo Tomori and uh, Brentford's uh, Ivan Tony. Um, they were snubbed. More bad news for England fans. Harry Maguire's in the squad. <laughs> Are you, are you surprised, though, that Harry Maguire is in the squad? Because we know that Southgate has a... He's the golden boy of Southgate. Yeah. <laughs> Poster boy the as poster. well. Ooh. <laughs> Careful. So how far do you think England will get in the group stage with Maguire? Okay, look at it this way. Uh, Alan Shearer gave a, an interview to the BBC and mm-hmm. he said that they will not get past the quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. Specifically because their defence is not up to, up to scratch. And who is in their defense? <laughs> Harry Maguire. That was a subtle hit, wasn't it? <laughs> okay, uh, on a serious note, I think, I think Harry Maguire could play well. You don't have to be England. nice, Glenn. No, but you see, but the thing is that the few times that he has played well has been for England. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, think think of Harry Maguire as Liverpool. Okay, Harry Maguire in the Premier League. There's a Liverpool in the Premier League. So this is he's doing this on purpose. He's and playing terribly in the club for on purpose. Ah no, I don't think so. I think it's just I think it's his confidence good. He wasn't that he wasn't that world class defender to begin with. Mm. He was hyped up for some reason, I don't know. Who hyped him up? Leicester City. Leicester City. Leicester City. The, yeah, the English the media. media because he is an Englishman. Yeah. So this is a race issue. Mm. Could be. And but but okay. Put put aside Harry Maguire. I think the 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 player that should should have been called up was Tammy Abraham. I think he was he's mm. doing great for Roma. He's I think he's the top scorer. I think he's in the English top scorer in Serie A, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So, but I get why he wasn't called up because they have I don't know why Rashford is there, but <laughs> they have Kane. Rick, Although Kane is not in his best form, but he is Harry Kane, though. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have Callum Wilson as well, who has been getting the goals recently. So I think Tammy Abraham could have been, uh, could have played a big factor in England's World Cup. There's no place for Sancho as well. Mm. I feel really well, bad for Sancho, man. We've been talking yeah. crap about Sancho <laughs> in this podcast. But is he like that bad? Like not deserving a place bad? Compared to Dortmund, when he was in mm. Dortmund, he is yeah, bad. Yeah. So mm. he, And he's had, he's had uh, what, illness or is it injury? You know, either uh, illness or injury, he's not played because of that. And even the few occasions that he has played, he has not really lived up to that potential yeah. that everyone is, you know, hyping up. Right. For the World Cup, England are in Group B alongside Iran, USA. Ooh, political tensions. And uh, <laughs> Wales. Now, uh, the Wales team announced their squad, which includes Gareth Bale, despite no. his fitness issues. <laughs> I mean, it is Gareth Bale. Uh, uh, Bale still calling up, even though he's only a disembodied floating <laughs> head. What? Uh, elsewhere, um, and to nobody's surprise, Cristiano Ronaldo is in Portugal's squad. Uh, no. dis- despite his uh, much-talked-about issues with uh, United. This is the downfall. He'll link up with fellow Red Devils, uh, Bruno Fernandes and Diogo Dalo, as well as Man City's uh, Jao Cancelo, Ruben Diaz, Bernardo Silva... Looks like a solid squad for Portugal. A very solid squad. Mm. Uh, I mean, no surprises that Ronaldo is in it because he is the... He is Mr. Portugal. Mr. Portugal, the icon of the team. Very likely his last World Cup, so they'll want to give him a a grand 
uh, send-off for a fitting farewell and all that. But yeah, I mean, you, you look at the talent in this Portugal squad and it's actually... Do they really need Ronaldo, you know? Maybe they don't, but if you put Ronaldo in and you compare it to the... They've, they've said that the Luis Figo squad mm. was the golden generation of Portugal, mm. right? This could be the next yeah. golden generation for Portugal. And mm. since they've won Euros last time around, what was... Two, no, 2016. Two mm-hmm. So, they, I think they might be the dark horse of the competition to go all the way mm-hmm. this time. Okay, since we already previewed those two, what the hell are we going to talk about next week? <laughs> <laughs> People will forget next week. Okay, okay, okay. Um, we'll replay this and have a quick break next week. Now, finally, uh, let's end on a local sports story, a really huge local sports story. Massive shout out to our national hockey team, everybody. Out! out. They have won the Sultan Azlan Shah Cup for the first time in nearly four decades after beating South Korea 3-2 in last night's final. Yes, and finally, uh, the home team won the tournament um, after 39 years since its inception. Overall, I think Malaysia started badly on the tournament. They lost to South Korea 3-0 in the grouping in the group stage, uh, which brings a lot of criticism to the team. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the head coach, Arul Selvaraj, did have a ample time to set up the squad right but they started off uh, bad and to make matters worse they were the highest ranking team on the on the tournament which was 10th in the world um, but after that they did pick up they did pick up their form and get a couple of wins mm-hmm. yeah y- y- you remember the saying hero uh, Hindustan kalah this is exactly that exactly what it is and when they qualified for the final and after beating Japan was it 4-2 right so I think they played great against Japan and against South Korea in the final I thought I thought the players had more heart I think they wanted wanted it more the and keeper performed very well right the, the keeper has been performing throughout the, the the tournament he won the best goalkeeper yeah, for yeah. the tournament so it's great and I think Arul Selvaraj himself did say that he could be the next big me. name after Eskuma mm. so it's so it's great and a couple of debutants for for the tournament for the Malaysian squad uh, such as the MVP of the tournament Shelly Silly Silverios Silverios I Silverios the first name Silverios necklace no no no, no. it's S it starts with an S Okay, this is definitely proof that this uh, that our podcasts are never scripted. Shallow, eh? <laughs> shallow Silverius. Okay, sorry, shallow uh, Silverius was the player of the tournament. Uh, another debutant, Aminuddin, who scored who scored the important goal against Japan, and I think he scored one goal uh, in the final. Was great. Razi Rahim, the the defender who was the top scorer, I think he scored four goals from penalty corners. So everything went well. And I think the 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 moment that that touched me the most when Arul Selvaraj did the post match con- the post match mm-hmm. interview, I think he said that he uttered the words that hockey now is very very different from before, and he needs help. So the talent is there. Unlike what we've heard for the past couple of years, I think the talent is there. He just he just said that he needed more help. Because he had, I think he currently has thirteen staff mm. that he's working mm. with. So I think he needs more. So there's a lot of potential here. So maybe the Malaysian H- Hockey Conference, yeah, MHC could be could assist him more, lah. Uh, so the next tournament is, I think, the Nations Cup, which is happening in a couple of weeks. So according to Arul Selvaraj, he's gonna 
do another pool of selection. It could be a total set of different players for the next tournament. So I think it's going to be great. Right. Congratulations, guys. Well deserved. Well, that wraps it up for today's Podball. But before we go, I just want to remind you to stay positive and keep on working hard to achieve your life goals. You are capable. You are awesome. And we are rooting for you. We love you all. I'm Faisal Merigan. I'm Nicholas John. I'm Karami Kamel. And I'm Mimzal Malik.